The Biden administration shows that being empathetic is a one-way street. The pandemic is making supposedly really smart people in say really stupid things. And one American shows what the Olympics are all about. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, hope everyone had a great day week so far. It's Wednesday. Let's get to it. So last week, uh, there was a since September, there's been a moratorium on rent, which means people didn't have to pay their rent since September. And that expired at the end of July, July 31st. That actually expired. Now, Joe Biden and the Democrats wanted to reinstate the rent moratorium for at least three more months. And one of the things Joe Biden was looking into is whether he could actually do that via an executive order. Joe Biden was asking all legal advisors whether he could do this constitutionally. Now, before we move on, you might be thinking about the landlords here. These are people, a lot of the middle class people that depend on the rents to, you know, pay mortgage and live. What about those folks? Unfortunately for them, they were supposed to get some money during this moratorium for the last seven years. So what, seven uh, last year? And uh, with all the red tape and bureaucracy, a lot of them couldn't get any. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was asked about whether Biden can extend the moratorium, though, through executive fiat. And he said, no, he didn't think so. He said that if you were going to do this, if it was going to be legal in any way, the only way it was going to be legal was through Congress. So uh, any executive order that takes rents away from people is probably going to be unconstitutional. But that didn't stop the Center for Disease Control issuing an order. Uh, And this order states, this is the summary of the order, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Control is issuing a new order temporarily temporarily halting evictions in counties with heightened levels of community transmission in order to respond to recent unexpected developments in the trajectory of COVID-19 pandemic, including the rise of the Delta variant. It is intended to target specific areas of the country where the cases are rapidly increasing. By the way, that's everywhere in the country. It's literally four-fifths of the country where it's increasing, which likely would be exacerbated exacerbated by mass evictions. Accordingly, subject to limitations per applicability, a landlord, owner of a residential property, or other person with legal right to pursue eviction or possessory action shall not evict any covered person from the residential property in any county or U.S. territory while the county or territory is experiencing substantial or high levels of community transition of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. <clears throat> the order also states, quote, a person violating this order may be subject to a fine of no more than $100,000 or one year in jail, or both, if the violation does not result in death, or a fine of no more than 250,000 years or one year in jail, or both, if the violation results in a death or otherwise provides provided by law. Now, I don't know what that means, 
So if somebody's evicted and then six months later they die, I, I that's really kind of a broad thing. But these people aren't paying rent, so I'm not exactly sure you know, where they're going to get this money. An organization violating the order <coughs> may be subject to a fine of no more than $200,000 $200, per event if the violation does not result in death, or $500,000 per event if the violation results in a death or otherwise provided by law. The U.S. Department of Justice may initiate criminal proceedings as appropriate seeking the imposition of these criminal penalties. Now, the first first, first off, yeah, none of this is legal. They, they can't do this. The CDC does not have any legal authority. And as a matter of fact, it's more than likely the federal government has no legal authority to do anything like this. Uh, but the other question is, why is the CDC actually creating policy? This is policy. Who are they to create policy? Who are they to create economic policy? This is the big question. So this was basically asked of Jen Psaki, and Jen Psaki pretty much said just that. Quote, CD, CDC officials have been unable to find legal authority for a new targeted eviction moratorium. Uh, our, ta our team is redoubling its efforts to identify all available legal authorities to provide necessary protections. In the meantime, the president will continue to do everything in his power to help renters with eviction. It, I, I'm still curious as to where the CDC comes off making. I mean, isn't that uh, housing development supposed to make a law like that? The CDC? They've gotten everything wrong since this whole bloody thing started. And now they're going to determine housing policy? And who can collect rents and things like this? But hey, that's not going to stop old Joe. Old Joe has decided to go ahead and approve the mo moratorium. And through executive fiat, implement the CDC's restrictions, including the penalties. And Joe, as typical, when asked about it, said, listen, none of the, he admits this. None of this is probably legal. I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people said this is unconstitutional. But you know what? It will give, it, it takes a long time to go through court. It takes a long time to go through court. So maybe it'll give two or three months as this goes through the court process of uh, easing people from having to pay their rent. So that's essentially Biden's... It, Biden's just basically breaking the law and he knows it and he doesn't care. Isn't that... It, isn't this insane? Do we even have laws in this country? What do we have laws in this country for? If you're just going to say, hey, I'm the president, I'm just going to change this, ignore this law, and, uh, you know, in a month or two or three, yeah, people who are living, who are squatting can sit back and deal and stay there and the landowner will just have to deal with it. What the hell is that all about? And that's the other thing. What about the landlords? Here's the reality. Most landlords aren't rich. Most are middle class and have to care for properties that they invested in. They're trying to get some money back from those properties. Most depend on their rents to pay their mortgages, the insurance, the taxes, the ad to adhere to regulations. And then that's not even talking about their day-to-day -day family expenses that they need to live. My grandparents own property. 
uh, and they rented out their apartments. And they were constantly doing a balancing act between their income and outgoing expenses. Things like things that we don't see as a big deal, normal people like me and you don't see as a big deal, like leaving an apartment, really will put landowners in a bind. My grandparents, when they lost a renter, um, they were really stressed out because not only did they lose that income, but they also had to spend money preparing the apartment for the next renter. People don't think about this. My grandfather didn't hire people to fix things in an apartment unless he absolutely couldn't. For the most part, what he did is he fixed things themselves. Remember I told you in a previous podcast, one of the reasons why I know how to change and fix a toilet, I know how to change or fix a water heater, I know how to fix minor electrical problems. The reason I know how to do that is because of my grandfather. and He used to take me to his properties and teach this stuff to me because he would do it all themselves. It's tough to be a landlord, especially if you are a single, you are a single landlord. My grandparents weren't the only ones either. Bob Pinniger, uh, the CEO of the National Apartment Association, said in a press release, quote, each passing month further escalates the risk of losing an ever-increasing amount of rental housing, ultimately jeopardizing the availability of safe, sustainable, and affordable housing for all Americans. Flawed eviction moratoriums leave renters with insurmountable debts and housing providers holding the bag as our nation's housing affordability crisis spirals into a housing affordability disaster. The more majority of landowners, the majority of renters are actually individuals. They own a property and they rent out that property. People are lose have in the last year have been losing their livelihoods. They've had to go. They've had to. They've lost their apartment buildings because they couldn't pay the mortgage, and that and the garbage bureaucracy won't give them any help to recover from that. They are uh, declaring bankruptcy, and all this is going to do is lead to people selling those apartments, clearing out all the renters because once an apartment building is sold. The new owner can actually clear the building out or tear the building down and then you're going to, people are going to lose housing and all because a bunch of squatters who are freaking lacking responsibility and, and refuse to adhere to a contract that they signed, which means they're liars. They have no word. They have no, they, you can't trust their, you can't trust what they say. You can't trust what they sign. Just decide, hey, I'm just going to stop paying. At least figure out how to pay. To give something. And there are hundreds of stories. MSNBC actually has an article. Is it MSNBC? It's CNBC, excuse me. Has an article about people, uh, homeowners or landowners, that are saying, I've, I've already declared bankruptcy. I've lost, I'm going to lose my building. Because I, I can't pay the mortgage with no one paying me rent. Because these freaking bums won't pay their rent. Now, what I bet those squatters actually do pay is their cell phone bills. I'm sure their smartphone's working so they could do TikTok videos while they're not doing anything else. But, you know, screw them. 
Here's a newsflash also. And contrary to what the CDC says, yeah, the pandemic's over. There's tons of jobs out there. There are almost 10 million jobs that are available and people are not filling them because people keep getting all these little perks like extra money for being unemployed and things like that. They get stimulus checks. They're getting child tax credits, all this garbage. So they don't feel the need to get off. And now they don't even have to pay rent. So they don't feel the need to actually get off their asses and get a job. Here's, here's, you want to, you know how the Biden administration can force people to get jobs or make it that people go out there and look for a job? Hey, make it so that they have to actually pay rent. Make it that they have to, you know, start living lives, respond, their lives responsibly instead of supporting them. Because what ends up happening is now you've got landowners that are depending on the government and you've got the, uh, those squatters that are depending on the government to do what they want done. It's really disgusting. It's really sad. Thank God it's also really unconstitutional and the courts are going to kill this. But Joe Biden is really proving himself to be just one of the worst freaking presidents on record. And speaking of that, speaking of that, um, the official jobs report from the Department of Labor comes out on Friday, but a the AD, uh, Moody Analytics using statistics from ADP, the ADP Research Institute. And if you actually have a, if you actually clock in at work, it's probably ADP that does it, said that um, the jobs report is not going to be great. That it's only going to be probably about half of what was expected. Economists expected that there would be 653,000 jobs uh, in, uh, created in July. Well, ADP is reporting it's about 330,000 jobs added. That's 50%. Uh, hospitality and leisure, the hotel services, travel services, they lead in the hiring with 139,000 jobs. But that's really about it. ADP chief economist Neela Richardson was quoted as saying, quote, the labor market recovery continues to exhibit uneven progress, but progress nonetheless. July payroll data reports a marked slowdown for the second quarter pace in jobs growth. Bottlenecks in hiring continued to hold back stronger gains, particularly in the light of COVID-19 concerns tied to viral variants. These barriers should ebb in coming months with stronger monthly gains ahead as a result. Yeah, um, I don't think they're going to get any better. I think that Joe Biden's administration and his policies and him giving money away left and right, because don't forget, they're now looking at universal basic income in the, at the federal level. So this is not really changing. Nothing is changing here. I expect to see very slow growth. And the only way this is going to get fixed is if, um, is if, the states take control of things, get rid of this expanded unemployment benefits, stop giving away money. California is not going to do it. California wants to implement a universal basic income and actually force people to go to work. Now, I remember in the old days, if you didn't go to work, you couldn't have an apartment. You couldn't get a job. You, you couldn't get an apartment without a job. And if you couldn't afford something, 
um, guess what? Then you lost that something. You couldn't pay off your car. You lost your car. There was no debt forgiveness or any crap like this. The only way we're going to get back to normal is if we take away a lot of these nanny state programs. Stop listening to our bureaucracies, which are made up of people who do not, are not voted by anybody, and get moving. And let people begin to see what it's like to survive. That's the only way any of this is going to work. But instead, we're legalizing pot more often. I, it's just, it, it's absolutely, it's insane what's going on in this country. I mean, this is, by the way, all this stuff is common sense. It, common sense says that if the government gives you money, you probably don't need to work. Yes, that's common sense. That's why people aren't going back to work. There are people who haven't worked in a year and they have no desire to go back because they're making more staying at home doing nothing than they are going to they would going to work. I know people personally that aren't working right now because they're making more money staying at home. And they don't have to deal with the the garbage of uh of uh, uh deal with the garbage at work, the work politics and any of that crap, paying taxes and earning less for doing more. We need to end this stuff, the nanny state program which the Democrats do not want to end. The Democrat the left wants the nanny state the left wants control. They want you to depend on the government. They want you waiting for that check because that gives them the power. And this is this whole COVID thing has become power. Now, if I haven't convinced you to stop trusting health bureaucracies, well, here's one that might change your mind. The director of the NIH, Francis Collins, said, uh, we need to mask in front of our kids who are unvaccinated, either because they chose the parents chose not to get them vaccinated or because they're under the age of 12. But that doesn't seem like anything bizarre to say. I, for me, it is. I would never do it. But they say that, he says, you need to vaccinate even if the kids are, even if you're at home. Listen to this guy. It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it if you're a young, healthy person, there's many counterexamples all around us now. Well, so, yeah, you do need to think about it. And that's the reason why the recommendations are uh, for kids under 12, uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools, and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this, and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Let me just follow up I on that. I know that's though. uncomfortable. I know it seems weird, but it is the best way to protect your kids. But I just, again, want to fully understand if this is about protecting the kids Okay, now, this is obviously insanity. What he said was just stupid. There's, there's, the, the director, uh, Collins, actually backed this off real quick in a, in a, in a tweet later that night. He actually said in a tweet, here it is, let me clarify the masking message that I garbled on at New Day this morning. Vaccinated parents who live in communities with high COVID transmission rates should mask when out in public 
indoor settings to minimize risks to their unvaccinated kids. No need to mask at home. Now, I'm going to give this guy kind of a break, okay? I think that this is where the insanity is actually going. I don't think he meant what he said. Now, granted, I know he's sitting back and he admitted, you know, hey, I messed that up. I, I, I really didn't mean that. And I'm going to give him that great. But here's the thing. The media and the pushing of this emergency disaster crap over a, pa- a pandemic that's not killing any kids. Don't forget, 340 kids have died over the last year and a half under the age of 18. Kids are not dying from this thing. Kids getting it is not killing kids. It's insane that you would even, they, they are still even talking about this. But I think the insanity, the craziness that's going on at the NIH, the craziness that is going on at the CDC, the nuttiness that is going on at the White House and in the media pushes these guys to just make outlandish statements like he made. And, you know, I'm thrilled that he actually made that statement right after he said it. And I do believe him. But I think we're getting to the point now. The pandemic is over. All right. The pandemic is over. I think we are at a time right now that we all need, everybody needs. Now, the federal government and the CDC, the higher-ups at the CDC, I think they want this pandemic to continue. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think they want this pandemic. They never want it to end because they're trying to change the government. They're trying to change the system. But then you've got guys like this who, again, he's a director. He's not a bum. He's a director. He, he's high up in the NIH. You got guys like this that just, I think, get carried away and then they say things that are just insane. People say, um, dude, do you realize you just said something absolutely insane? And then he needs to go back it up. Now, the one thing I will give him credit for, at least he admitted that he garbled it up, that he screwed it up. Most politicians will sit there and say, I was misconstrued or people don't understand. Uh, I was misquoted or something like that. It always ends up being somebody else's fault. He didn't do that. He said, you know, listen, I screwed this up. Okay. And I, I, I believe he probably did. So I'm going to give him a break, but this also shows us it's time for us to kind of like, you know, get our heads out of our asses and begin to see that maybe this whole thing is really over and we can just start moving on and start looking at what the real enemy is because i don't see a lot of that when it comes to this pandemic i don't see a lot of people walking in saying i'm not going to wear a mask or just saying no conservatives are republic the republican congress the republican senators they hardly seem to be pushing anything they hardly seem to be really pushing back on any of these insanities the when we talked about rent I didn't hear any Republicans saying this is stupid and no, I'm not going to vote for it or no, this is insane or you, you or, or any logical response. We're not seeing this. The federal government is destroying the livelihoods of people and no one seems to be doing anything about it in the government who say they are doing something about it. Where's Ted Cruz? Where, where, where's Ted, who I really like, I still like. Where's Mitch McConnell? Where are these people? Why are they not helping? Why are they not defending? 
Why are they not doing something about this? Why are we not hearing them fight this stuff? We're not hearing anybody do anything. And all that's happening is you've got bozos like this who go online, say something absolutely insane, and for the most part, people are beginning to respond to it, but we're still not responding like we should be. We should be responding, no, no, that's the answer, no. Everyone sits back and asks, how can we turn this tide? You know how you can turn this tide? No, I'm not going to do it. What's going to happen when we have vaccine passports in California? No, I'm not going to do it. <coughs> that is going to be the only way we can actually fix this problem, this tyranny that's happening in this government right now. And it's flat tyranny. It is Nazi-esque. It is Soviet. It is Maoist. This stuff is that level of tyranny that they're trying to do. And you've got Joe Biden, who's now ignoring laws. Ignoring, knowing that what he's doing is illegal. But he doesn't care. And he doesn't care who he's hurting. Don't ever believe that these guys think they're empathetic. They're not. They could care less. They're not empathetic. Okay, so, um, you know how much, that's next story, you know how much I hate the Olympics. I don't watch them. Um, the sports are kind of boring. They're kind of all over the place. I've got the Olympics on right now as I'm doing this in in mute, and it's women's skateboarding, which, okay. Um, it's boring. The, the woke garbage I'm tired of, and the woke garbage is coming not only from the athletes, but it's coming also from CNBC and MSNBC that are actually hosting the Olympics on television. Well... Enter Tamira Mensah Stock, who won the gold medal in wrestling yesterday. She, she beat somebody four to one. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Uh, she was asked what it meant to win her medal and representing the United States. Now, you should just look at her and know what she's going to say. Because she has the flag, the U.S. flag, wrapped around the shoulders and she is hugging it. And she just looks so happy. But listen to what she had to say when she was asked these questions. Of course I surprised myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. Like, I just leave it in his hands. And I pray that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does. And I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm, I'm excited to see what... What I have next. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it. And I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold. And we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. But no problem. <laughs> I'll try not to, uh, I didn't really want to say this, but I thought it was kind of important. She's black. And she's proud to be an American. And I'm thrilled to God she won. This is what the Olympics were to me back in the 80s and the 90s until it started getting kind of woke in the 2000s. This is what it was. There was always that pride to be an American. Unlike that hammer thrower that's out in the women's soccer team, which, by the way, is now can't win a gold medal. I hope they don't win the bronze. I hope they lose everything. She's my hero. She's my hero of these Olympics. 
Now, another thing that happened in the Olympics yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, was the uh, we had our first trans woman, which is a guy who thinks he's a woman, uh, weightlifting against uh, other women. And the guy got his butt kicked. He couldn't, you know, he's 43 years old. He's going up against 20-year-olds. Uh, he couldn't pick up. He, he dropped uh, uh, two of the three lifts he had, so he didn't qualify. So, and I think this is embarrassing for the media, uh, and I love it, and that's why I want to I want to bring this one up. So the three medal winners, whose names I don't know, I don't even know. Laurel Hubbard is the guy's name, but I don't know what these guys' names are because I didn't really watch it. Um, they were asked about him, and I think the answer is just absolutely hysterical, but politically correct politically correct, and probably the safest types of answer. It was a historic night here uh, with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a, uh, in a uh, individual event. And I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that and what you felt that, that it took place in, in your sport. No, thank you. No, that wasn't an editing trick. No, they actually, when that question was asked, all three of them looked at each other and were silent for eight seconds until the American sat back and said, no, thank you. They weren't even going to get into that mess. You can't blame them. You absolutely can't blame them because there is just no way any of those gals actually thought that this broad should, this guy should actually be in the Olympics competing against them. If that guy were 20 years younger, he'd probably kick all their butts and probably break all sorts of world records. So it was kind of disgusting. Um, but I, I, and I, I'll tell you, I did want him to win. I did want him to win just so that we could sit back because the LGBT is saying, oh, see, there's no difference. Regular women won. Trans women, they, they, it, it, they, see, we're all the same. No, we're not all the same. These gals were in their early 20s, and this guy was 43. So they weren't all the same. He just out of shape and probably didn't work as hard. All right. So now for our TikToks today, here's one. Uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo's in some trouble. Uh, he's probably going to get, he's probably going to resign, if not be impeached. Uh, They're actually looking at uh, charging him with crimes. So he's in some trouble. But, you know, TikTok garbage TikTok is here's one gal who thinks uh who's got some excuses to why uh cuomo did what he did listen to her hello friends this is probably going to cause a little bit of controversy but uh i actually wanted to speak up about this so andrew cuomo is in a lot of hot water right and um i'm not going to defend whatever it is he did um i am one that I'm okay with the gentleman flirting with me, um, but I kinda am gonna defend him a little bit um, because if it wasn't for us fucking ladies sexualizing the goddamn man, I don't know, throughout the entire pandemic and referring to him as a homosexual and it just kinda, it set him, it set him up. It set him up to think it was okay to flirt considering us all women were swooning over the man 
Okay, um, <laughs> this just shows you when someone really likes someone, they, they will absolutely find anything they can to justify what he or she's actually done. First off, um, he's been doing this for years. It wasn't the pandemic, and it wasn't homosexual thing. This He's been doing this for years. They've got 11 people that said he did it. The second thing is, it's not like women were swooning over him. He was basically sexually assaulting them. He was grabbing their breasts. He was grabbing their butts. He was touching them in ways they didn't care for. And he was doing, yes, he was doing it with everyone, but that doesn't mean that it was a good thing. Now, I understand that a lot of these people, they sit back and they actually look for reasons to keep their heroes, and that's fine. But my glory, this is not the guy that should be seen as a hero by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, this is a man who killed 15,000 people, then lied about it, then wrote a book about it, while his staff actually helped write the book, which is illegal. There's no excuses for this guy. He needs to go. He needs to go one way or the other. I wish he would be going, not because he sexually harassed 11 people, or in some cases sexually assaulted 11 people. I'd like him to go because of 15,000 old people he killed and then lied about it. So, okay. So, uh, you can... uh, Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can take a look at all the videos and all the links. There's a lot there. I hope you guys have a nice day. We'll talk to you on Friday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.